Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Delahousie, the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication and the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? Friend? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry right, mouth, ringing finished? in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe, Causeway I 10 in Metairie. Hi, this is Eric Asher. If you know you'll be needing a new air conditioning system anytime soon, then you should call my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating before the end of the year. Because on January 1st, new federal rules mean all AC contractors are no longer able to install the most affordable air conditioning systems. The team at Burkhardt has these affordable systems available for install right now. There's financing available too. So see by calling Burkhardt today or learn more at acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. Hey, baby! We're gonna be here all day! We're gonna be here all day, baby! 
kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. Welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. Of course, uh, tune in radio app, our uh, iHeartRadio app, a good way to be able to catch the program. That's our digital platforms. And uh, as always, we invite you to check us out on the um, digital platform. But also, we're on the World Wide Web at uh, NashFM1061.com, EricAsher.com. And, of course, our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base, but on all podcasting platforms. Just search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. You'll be able to find us fairly easily. At Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. That is our social media platforms. Join the conversation there. And uh, as always, again, looking forward to a great show today. We've got um, Matty Hudak of um, Saints Wire and also the Tulane Sideline Reporter that will join us at 435 this afternoon. Uh, she will be followed by Mike Scarborough of TigerMate.com at 515. Uh, and then we'll finish up with Les East of um, CrestedEsports.com and Saturday Down South, award-winning journalist and author. He will join us um, at 535 this afternoon. So that's the guest list for, for today. Don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. It is um, Thursday, 1 o'clock, live broadcast on WLA-TV. Also live streamed on the WLA-TV YouTube page. Uh, then 6 o'clock on LAE. Uh, on Thursday night, 10 o'clock on the Deuce. That's WLATV2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock, LAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the Deuce. Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. This week it is Ricardo LeComp, uh, reporter, anchor over at uh, WWL Channel 4 Television, and Christopher Dotson of um, Pelican Scoop, uh, formerly Forbes Sports. So he'll join us on the program as well. We'll talk Saints, LSU, Tulane, Pels, all on the program. And... Um, Ricardo and, of course, Channel 4 does a great job covering high school sports. So we'll also uh, take a peek at what's going on in the playoffs uh, going forward. Uh, the polls are out. Uh, we're waiting on the college football playoff poll tonight. Um, LSU is um, seventh in the coaching poll. Tulane is 22nd. LSU is sixth in the AP poll. The, uh, Tulane is 21st. Uh, so, again, big weekend for both uh, with, again, Tulane playing um, SMU on Thursday night. And a quick turnaround after the loss to UCF. Uh, and, of course, uh, uh, the Tigers uh, taking on UAB um, in, uh, in Tiger Stadium. Um, a little bit of a trap game there, especially coming off, again, a, a tough game against um, Arkansas. But, um, I'm, I'm, I, look, I, Kelly's done a fantastic job. There's no reason to think that the team won't be ready to go. And then, of course, uh, Texas A&M at the end of the season with, again, one win. Um, in in the um, in, in the conference, so um, you know they've. Uh, when you look at them right now, this is going to be their Super Bowl. Uh, this could be the last uh, last hurrah for for Jimbo Fisher in in Texas at Texas A and M. Um, 
and I'm sure he's going to have his team ready to play against LSU. Uh, but LSU, again, with a lot on the line for them. Already in the SEC championship game in Atlanta, but you want to continue to be able to win um, uh, going forward. You don't want to be in a situation where uh, you have three losses uh, with, a, with a chance, an outside chance of, uh, again, uh, slipping into the uh, college football playoffs. So we'll see how that kind of, kind of plays out going forward. Uh, but, again, some big games still left for both uh, the Greenies and, and, and the Tigers. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the Pels as, as we start off the program today and also, again, the Saints. But we'll start with the Saints. Pels got a big game tonight against Memphis. Uh, it's a litmus test game. I mean, I know that Coach um, Green doesn't want to hear that, but it's a litmus test game. Uh, this is a team in Memphis that, that is, uh, you have to measure yourself by. Um, again, they're they about a, a year ahead of the Pels, you know, when I'm doing air quotes there, in terms of, again, the – um, the, the rebuild uh, that they're involved in. Um, when you look at this team right now, uh, the Pels are underachieving at 7-6. and six. Uh, I'll get into some of the reasons why. I talked a little bit about it yesterday. Uh, but this is a big game. Unfortunately, it looks like, again, and I'm waiting on, I'm, I'm scanning Twitter right now, uh, and I'll be doing that in the breaks as well to see if Zion is going to play. Uh, but uh, it would be a shame if he doesn't. I mean, look, he sprained his ankle a little bit, twisted it a little bit. He was able to finish out the game. Um, you know, I've said it before, and I know it's a long season, but you got to have the, you got to know the difference between being injured and being hurt. And guys play through injuries. Hopefully, again, he'll be on the floor uh, tonight uh, for the Pels, so again they have the full complement of players. But I want to talk about the Saints first, and we talked a little bit about this yesterday on, on the program. And John Singler, who I, I, I again um, read a lot of his stuff on uh, Saints Wire, uh, we we have a lot of concurring opinions. Um, he wrote about yesterday um, that it was it's time for a change and, and the possibility of again firing Allen midseason or firing Allen you know uh, at this point in the season. Um, let me say this, and, and I talked to Larry Holder a little bit. I mentioned it briefly with Larry Holder yesterday. It's pretty obvious that that Allen has failed to motivate his team right to play up to its potential. I mean, you just look at the roster, and you still look at the roster. Even all the injuries, you say this team should be playing better than it is. Uh, but it's not. So, again, there have been calls out there now for, for uh, Allen to be fired. Like I told Holder yesterday I'm, I'm, that, again, that, that he should have been fired after Sunday's game. It's just not in the DNA of the Bensons to, to fire a coach uh, at midseason. You know, Mora walked away. Um, you know, you look at even the Haslett years. They didn't fire him out. They didn't fire them. Uh, um, um, Haslett. Um, you know, Dick is another story. You look at, and again, since the success that they've had, um, and Mrs. Benson takes a lot of what she, uh, what she does now, based on what she learned from Tom Benson and that inner circle, right? Um, I do think a coaching chain w- w- would spark the team. And maybe possibly going go on a little bit of a run in the last seven games because I think motivation is part of the problem here. Uh, look, I also said when they hired uh, uh, Marone as the offensive line coach that one of the real things that this goes back to again when he was hired, right? If you go back and listen to the tape, I said that if Allen failed, he would be a logical choice to be able to, be able to be able to move in at midseason if there would be a midseason change. But I just don't think it's going to happen. I just don't, you know. And I mean, if Loomis were to make the move, I think he would have to elevate a coach that has the ear of the team. And I, I don't know if Barone's got the ear of the team right now. You know, who is that at this point? Show, I mean, show me a position group 
that has been motivated all season long and has played well. And maybe, again, the guy has some head coaching experience as well, and I, I don't think you see that. I mean, you, you know, so what do you do? I mean, you know, I mean, if you're going to make a move, I mean, you have to make you have to make a move all the way around, right? I mean, if the move's made, Carmichael's got to go as well. I mean, Carmichael has, has been horrible. So you know, at that point, you, you know, and then and then you have to again maybe go with one defensive coordinator, you know, because the dual defensive coordinator situation hasn't worked either. So to me, that's a lot of moving parts, right? If that was to happen, on top of the loyalty factor for both Allen and Carmichael, who have been here for almost the entire time that, that Peyton was here. Carmichael's been here since the beginning. Allen came late and then again and then left and then came back. They've been with the organization for so long, again, that probably nixes any coaching changes until the season's end. Look, I said it before, and I'll say it again. They knew this was coming. They just didn't know when it was coming. They knew eventually they were going to have to be able to cut bait with a lot of their veteran players, and they were going to have to get young. And one of the reasons why is, again, the way they manipulated the cap all these years. Again, and and look, everybody knew it was the chickens were coming home to roost eventually. What you thought was you still had a good enough team right now on paper going into the season that that team had a chance to be able to still compete with the right quarterback and the right motivation at the head coaching position. Failed on both ends. Now, maybe I talked about it yesterday, maybe bringing in a Jameis or bringing in a, uh, a uh, Taysom Hill may be a spark for the team, okay? Uh, with this offensive line that's kind of makeshift right now, you know, is Jameis Winston nimble enough to be able to, uh, to again, uh, to, to be effective? Or do you need a, a, a mobile quarterback like a, like a Taysom Hill? Look, let me tell you something right now. That's the way of the NFL now. You know, going and, and getting the drop-back passer that we've seen in the past, that we've been so accustomed to. Uh, and I didn't think the NFL would be going this way, okay? I thought the NFL was always going to go with the pro-style quarterback. But, again, the, the college football has changed so much, and the type of quarterbacks they're putting out now that, that, that are more mobile, uh, that have the ability to be able to, again, make uh, um, make uh, time with their feet, but also, again, the ability to be able to run those dual threats, it's becoming the norm now and almost, again, what you need in the NFL. I'm not saying that the pro-style quarterback is dead. I'm just saying that the pro-style quarterback maybe has to have the ability to be a little bit nimble in the, in, in the pocket to be able to move around. I think the next quarterback the Saints are looking for is going to be that dual-threat type quarterback, similar to what we see in Taysom Hill. So we'll see how that plays out. But this team, on paper, into the, going into the season, looked like maybe they might be able to sustain this for at least one more year. And then, of course, at that point, you'd have to start selling off parts. It's here now. Okay, they're going to have to sell off these. There's going to be a fire sale at the end of the season for draft picks, and some of your favorite Saints are going to be on the way out. So then the question is, if you're Loomis and you're sitting in the ivory tower right now, and you know that you're getting blowback here, because again, the fans are not stupid. They understand, first of all, those of us that have been around for a while remember the Hasbro Loomis era, and, and, and again, know that again, that this is, this is not his... Manipulating the cap, being a cap capologist is something he's been he's excelled at, and he's done everything that Peyton wanted him to do, to be able to try to build a a, a, a second Super Bowl team, 
uh, robbing Peter to pay Paul each and every year. He did it, and he did what he had to do. Peyton was all in. The organization was all in. Hey, the fan base and the media were all in. Let's face it. Don't pretend like, again, you weren't all in. Everybody was in. But the situation now is you've hit rock bottom. You know, you got a team that's unmotivated. Um, not sure what, ha- what you can do to motivate them. And at this point, if you're, if you're in the front office and you're looking at, again, even, though, even that first-round pick going to Philadelphia, which is a mortal sin, which goes down as one of the worst things that has ever happened in this franchise, right there with Dick selling off the entire uh, draft, you know, for Ricky Williams, right okay. there again with, again, the bonehead moves that we've seen throughout Saints history when it comes to, again, either making the wrong pick or giving away draft picks. Now, this is all now coming home to roost. So there will be a fire sale. So why, again, try to salvage the season if maybe you're going to get a high second-round pick or, you know, going forward and you know, trying to get as high in, in, in the draft as you can? Maybe that's the mindset here. So why, at that, if that's the case, why fire Allen? Why fire Carmichael? Why try to make a, a situation where they turn it around? It is what it is at this point. It's an embarrassing season. And it's a season, again, Saints fans are, are not used to. But, again, there was a, a hope that it get, you know, you'd have at least a shot. That in a bad in a bad division, that you can win the division, get to the playoffs, and anything can happen in the playoffs. But this team is injured. This team is unmotivated, and I'm not sure again that there's a spark out there that will turn this thing around. Again, they're they're not hearing the leaders in the locker room, and they're definitely not listening to the coaching staff, and that's been pretty obvious. So, my guess is the season's only going to be salvaged again by, by making changes on the field, and like I said. Salvaged in such a way that, no, maybe not wins and losses, but, again, playing young players, getting that evaluation, giving them the experience, trying to figure out, again, can these guys play in the NFL at a high level? See, that's where you are right now. And in some cases, you're there because of injury. But now, again, you probably have to, again, figure out, again, okay, who's staying and who's not in terms of the young players. We know it's going to be very, very difficult to be able to cut loose a lot of these veterans. Look, you, first of all, you're not going to get what they're worth on the open market in a lot of cases. You're going to take less. And then the cap hit is, is going to be enormous, so you have to live with that. So that's why, again, you got to get young and you got to get cheap because you got to absorb those cap hits. And, and, and then the Saints have, have, have restructured the contract so much that when, they, when these players go to, the, to their next team, those, they will be paying them nothing. It'll be, again, the, 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 they'll be getting a very good to great player who will be, again, more motivated now with a new team, right? And they'll get them on the cheap because the Saints have, again, have restructured the contract so much that the money's all now on the Saints' books, not going to be on the books of the new team. So, again, I'm not sure how many wins it gets you by going young and evaluating the young players you have on this team to see if they can, if they can be the, 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 the at least the, the bedrock for the next couple of years as you, again, are trying to draft your way out of this. But the future is about getting younger and cheaper until the cap situation is straightened out, and there's just no other way around it. I mean, I'd, li- I'd like to give you a better forecast, ladies and gentlemen, but there just isn't. Uh, when, when you start talking about the New Orleans Saints and where they are in, in, terms, of, in terms of the cap. And we've talked about it over and over on, the, on, on this, on this uh, team, with this team. When you look at um, the situation next year on what it's going to cost this team to be able to walk away 
from from players that are again are beloved on the uh, beloved by again the, the fan base, uh, and in a lot of cases uh, are, are no longer affordable. Michael Thomas will have a twenty eight point two million dollar cap hit next year. Okay, uh, and which can be spread over two years. Cam Jordan, a $25.6 million cap hit, which can be spread over two years. Marshawn Lattimore, $22.4 million, which can be spread over two years. Okay, I, I can't see them getting rid of Ramshack, okay? Andres Pete, $18.3 million spread over two years. Alvin Kamara, $16 million spread over two years. Jameis Winston, $15 million cap hit next year, which is going to be spread over two years, Okay. Taysom Hill, if they end up trading him to wherever, wherever uh, Peyton is, $13.2 million cap hit over two years. Eric McCoy, I don't see them getting rid of him, okay, but again, a $12.6 million cap hit over two years. David Onyemata is a free agent, $10.6 million cap hit. No matter whether he's here or not, that's going to be over two years. Tyron Matthew has been a bust. Sorry, love him, love him to death. Campaign for him, politicked for him. Hasn't, he, again, he thinks he's playing touch football out there instead of tackle football. $8 million cap hit next year, which can be spread over two years. Davenport, even if you let him walk, $7.6 million cap hit next year, which means you can spread that over two years. So you, you see where I'm going with this? Yes, they'll be able to spread that cap hit over two years, but again, it is a monumental amount of money that they're going to have to be able to unload and unload them for draft picks over the next few years to be able to stay under the cap with a very, very young team. So, again, you're going to be watching a lot of college all-stars on this team going forward. Just is what it is because of what they can afford and undrafted free agents. Period. the end. It's where you are. So, I know that Dennis Allen doesn't want to hear this, but this may, again, be, be if, if they were smart. At this point, huh, I'm playing my young players. And I want to see, what again, the evaluation of what we have going forward. Those guys can play at a high level. Pels take on the Grizz tonight, and, and, and the Smoothie King Center is a huge early test in the division. The Pels are, again, a 7-6, and six, and, again, that is unacceptable for a team with this much talent. Here's the deal. It's unknown whether Zion's going to play or not. He's got the ankle injury, and I've said it when I opened up. you got to know the difference between injury and hurt. And, uh, you know, missing these games, it just, you know, there's no consistency. When he's in one one week, he's out, you know, it is what it is. And hopefully he's on the court. But the Pelicans got to get back to what made them a preseason contender. I mean, they just do. I talked a little bit about it yesterday. Look, everybody's talking about the lack of three-pointers, and I get it. It's a three-point league now, right? But me, to the issue, it's a simple formula for the Pelicans' success. It starts on defense. This team turned it around with defense. They got to get back to the swarming defense that, again, that, that, that catapulted them last year. And we see that with the reserves. We see that when Jose and Najee and the reserves come in, right? Swarming defense, getting them back in, back in the games, again, um, creating turnovers, bad shots, opening up opportunities to get easy baskets, again, getting up tempo, right? But we're not seeing that from, from, from again, the tip-off with the first team. They got to get back to that. Another thing is gang rebounding. I am so, so, so tired of seeing one player under the basket. In a lot of cases, it's Valanchunas. Um, you know, um, um, rebounding. They need to gang rebound like they once did. I mean, one of the things that, that Willie, Willie um, Green has talked about is, again, again winning the paint, you know. Um, and they have not done that consistently. 
you know, the offense is not doing the things that made this a, a, a tough team to defend. You know, giving up the good shot for the great shot. You know, one, two, three passes. And when, when they do that, they're exceptional. And they do get easy open threes. And look, those threes will fall eventually. But they got to play more up-tempo, less iso ball, less hero ball. And that's hard when you got a player like Zion who needs the ball in his hand uh, to be effective. I mean, he's not as effective when you put him on the block and you ask him, to, you know, you toss it down to him and, and you let him go to work. He's just not when, when you iso ball him. He is a little bit more effective when he's got the ball in his hands and he's able to be able to, to kick out when he doesn't have a, a, have a, a path to the basket. But he's got to be smart there. But then you're taking the ball out of the hands of your point guards. So there's a quandary there. I did say the other day, and I, and I think we saw a little glimpse of it, at least it looks as though B.I. And, and Zion are starting to coexist a little bit better. But they got to get back to, again, what made them uh, a, a team that was tough to defend and a team that, again, uh, was tough on the defensive end. they got to get back to Pelicans basketball for 48 minutes. Now, to me, that's been the problem. Look, bottle what happened in Brooklyn in game one. To me, that's the template. That's what you're looking for, every single game out of them. And we just haven't seen it consistently. Uh, it's an issue. If they can play the right way, they can be dominant, but they're not. This is going to be a big test tonight against Memphis, you know, because this is a team that you're going to have to deal with again for the Southwest Conference Division Championship. So we'll see how it plays out. But we know what the Pelicans can do. We've seen it. We've seen, again, how well they play when it starts on the defensive end, when they're gang rebounding, and when they're sharing the basketball. And if those three templates are there for um, – for this team going forward, they're going to win a lot of games. If they go back to iso ball, hero ball, they're not passing the ball. If everybody's not, again, uh, uh, playing defense, swarming defense, and they're not gang rebounding, in a lot of cases they're going to drop some games they shouldn't be dropping. And we've seen that throughout the first 13 games of this season. Look, injuries have been an issue. But injuries, you know, this is the problem with the Saints. Injuries are part of the game. That's why you have to create great depth. This team has great depth. But the question is, again, when you start talking about, about this Pelican team, can they do what's necessary, game in, game out, for 48 minutes to make sure that they're playing Pelicans basketball? And I'm hopeful that we'll see that. Yeah, the three-pointers are going to come. Everybody's getting, oh, oh, my God, look at the stats. They'll come if they play Pelicans basketball. One last note. Uh, the recall effort to, to recall Latoya Cantrell, the mayor of the city of New Orleans, uh, announced their numbers this afternoon. They're at 35% of signatures uh, garnered. Uh, remember Ash Wednesday, the day after um, Mardi Gras, is the deadline. Um, so they got a few months left. But again, by this time, you would think they'd be at least at 50%. It, it is mind-blowing to me. It really is. With everything that the media has uncovered about this mayor, and what she's done and what she isn't doing. And in some cases, again, look, again, I don't care about the her personal life. Again, I said this before. We made fun of the personal life last week with the love shack and everything else. You know, the, the overriding situation is payroll fraud and then, of course, disappearing and not doing your job for hours at a time. I mean, the apathy of the city of New Orleans is sickening. It really is. And you are the engine that drives the entire metropolitan area and the entire state. I know a lot of people live in the suburbs and the exurbs. They don't want to hear that, but that is the 
that is the God honest truth, has been that way and will always be that way. The city, the, 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 the state, and, and, and the region goes as New Orleans goes, as Orleans Parish goes. And, we're, and again, we're, we're counting on the people of New Orleans to do the right thing here and to be able to straighten this thing out. And 35% of the people in the, in the uh, registered voters have decided to step up and sign, and sign the petition after everything you know about it, after everything the media has uncovered? Come on. Sometimes I wonder if we don't love our city more than you love the city. Why, because you live within the corp limits? It's really frustrating, ladies and gentlemen. 35% of signatures garnered so far? It's got to be higher than that. And I'll say it again. I'll, my call is to the black community. How can you be satisfied with what's happening in, in, in our city? How can you be satisfied? Look, the Republicans and the whites have signed the, the, signed the, uh, signed the um, petition. Obviously, they're fed up. When is the black community going to get fed up? Look around your neighborhood. <laughs> Are you safe? Are you, how, are you happy with the blight? Are you happy with the infrastructure? Are you happy, with, again, with, your, with, with again, your mayor taking political junkets, going on vacations, again, uh, taking off in the middle of the day? I mean, is, is that okay? I mean, is that, is, is, that, is that the standard you want for your mayor? It's pathetic. 35%. What will motivate you? Honestly, what will motivate you for change? Because I don't know what it is at this point. You didn't go to the voting polls, okay? You didn't go to the voting booth on election day, and you could have stopped this, this train wreck that was coming down the line here. You gave her four more years, and now you got a chance to, to be able to, or to right that wrong, and you can't step up? You reap what you sow. But unfortunately, so do us, so do those of us that live outside Arlene's Parish. Because as you go, we go. But we don't have a voice. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6. Matty Hudak coming up next. We'll talk Tulane with her. Mike Scarborough at 515. We talk LSU with him. We talk Saints Pelicans with um, Les East uh, at, at 535. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Boy, it's a little chilly out there, isn't it? And I've been telling you this for now for a while. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have a uh, gas heater, gas furnace in your home, and you haven't had it tested, you haven't had it cleaned by a professional, uh, you're really playing Russian roulette. Um, it should be the first thing you do before the cr- you crank the heater up. Burkhardt has 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home. And, of course, they are versed in, again, not only cleaning but maintaining your gas furnace and your gas heater. Don't play Russian roulette with your family when it comes to possible carbon monoxide poisoning or fires. Don't say, man, I should have done it. Do it now. Call my friends at Burkhardt. Let them come out. They're honest. They're not going to cheat you. are not going to gouge you. are not going to say there's, oh, this part went wrong. Here's another $500. That's not them. Only doing the work that's necessary. They pride themselves on honest service. And if you're looking for a new furnace, you're looking for a new heating system or air conditioning system, call Burkhart now. They have systems in stock that they can install in your home or business. It's Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. Truly a company can trust. It's a company I've trusted for 30 years. ACpromise.com. That's ACpromise.com. We'll be right back. 
Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgaters Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 106.1 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgaters Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 106.1 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Mattress Firm. Shop the Black Friday sale for the gift of better sleep. You'll get a king bed for a queen price and save up to $700 on select mattresses from top brands. Plus, they'll add a free adjustable base with qualifying purchase. Shop in stores or at mattressfirm.com. Still working an accident that's on 10 eastbound at Chef. And due to that accident, 10 eastbound at Chef is closed again. 10 eastbound at Chef is closed due to an accident. So your delays remain solid if you're traveling on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to Morrison. Also look out for delays 10 westbound right at Clearview. Also in the meantime, look out for delays solid if you're traveling on the 610 on the westbound side right at Canal Boulevard. And look out for accidents Howard at South Rampart and also Jefferson at Willow and school zones are in effect. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating, proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soup, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great Southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhardt to be there quick and get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhardt to treat you with respect to help you save with a fair price and do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhardt always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. 
Hey, Eric, welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your sign should say, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what do you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. Hey, folks, don't forget about my friends over at Dave Miet Insurance. If you're a contractor you're trying to get the runaround with your insurance quote at Dave Miet Insurance, they're an independent insurance agency, so they make it easy to get that quote for your next job. They offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we'll search over 50 insurance companies to get you the right policy at the best price. And then the service have the sale, second to none. Again, looking for a company you can trust when it comes to your insurance, an agent that will be there when you need them, uh, that answers the phone when you need them. <laughs> oh, man, that's Dave Miet. 504-556-0809. Or go to his website, D-A-V-E-M-I-L-L-E-T-I-N-S agency.com. You want to save, call Dave. That's 504-556-0809. That's Dave Miet Insurance. All right, joining us in the program now, she does a fantastic job for um, uh, the sideline reporting uh, for the Tulane Green Wave. Uh, also, again, does a great job on Saints Wire, uh, doing doing some stuff on the Saints. Uh, she's Maddie Hudak. She's been with us uh, quite a bit now over during the season, and she joins us once again on the program. Maddie, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. I did uh, somewhat lose my voice at Yeoman this weekend, so I apologize <laughs> by going in and out a bit. Well, with, with, with uh, good reason, no doubt about it. I did want to ask you about, uh, obviously starting with UCF, um, one of the things that Willie Fritz talked about uh, in his press conference was the speed uh, of, uh, of the Knights and, and, again, how much quicker they were or faster they were than maybe he thought they were, especially when you talk about Plumlee. Uh, you know, got a lot of, a lot of SEC players on, on that roster, and you saw a lot of SEC speed. You were on the sidelines. Did you see the difference? Yeah, I, I saw that when I was rewatching the broadcast, something like they have a couple of the top top rushers in the conference or perhaps the country, but John Rice Plumley, his acceleration just from the backfield, uh, I think that his sleight of hand was perhaps a little better than anticipated in terms of his ability to kind of put the ball in the belly of his running back and keep it at the last second, but then his quickness to just suddenly be like 40 yards downfield, I do think it caught Tulane a little bit off guard. Uh, I did like that they kept fighting until the end, and it did seem like they got a little more of a, a lid on containing Plumlee by the end of the game. But, yeah, that, that was just a really hard day where they just kind of got outplayed. You know, penalties were an issue, 8 for 83. But I will say this, and look, I, I don't know if you can comment on this or not, but I went back and looked at the game. And again, at least three, maybe four penalties that, again, you really got to question. Uh, uh, Nick Anderson's fumble recovery, again, where they went back and looked at the replay. Uh, there was not definitive evidence to overturn that. Uh, the the um, uh, uh, ineligible uh, uh, lineman downfield when um, uh, UCF was a minute, in the middle of like an, uh, an eight-minute uh, drive where, again, you see the, the, the official standing next to the player. He drops the, uh, the, the, uh, uh, the, the flag and then goes in, and in, in, in a consultation, it looks like, again, the umpire and the referee overruled him, even though it was pretty obvious that the, that the alignment was downfield. Uh, and then, of course, uh, there were a couple of interference plays that, that were called that I thought could have went either way. 
Yeah, I tend to agree. Um, I think the ineligible man in downfield one was, like you said, a little obvious to everyone. Um, I guess it's just a question of, you know, what contact is allowed in man coverage in college. I just also think when the passing game was so limited for UCF, it almost made that stuff kind of stick out more because it's just kind of looking through the playlist a lot of their drives were just sustained by back-to-back runs up the middle, and then they would kind of try one pass attempt, and you see guys be a little exhausted in those situations. But, yeah, I questioned a couple of those on whether or not they were catchable. But fact is, is refereeing calls, especially if you're from the New Orleans area, that's not something you can, you know, rely on either way. But I think it is encouraging looking forward, if that is a potential rematch, that, not as if there was this giant mystery as to how Tulane got beat or any way to kind of see a path to victory a second time around. I think they realized that that night they were just kind of truly outmatched with that speed factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, I'm going to tell you, I said it yesterday on the program. Uh, if they get to the championship game and they take on UCF, they can beat them. I mean, I, I, again, I don't think this is an unbeatable team. Uh, I think that maybe Tulane got caught off a little bit off guard. I thought maybe, again, a few of the officials' calls. Those were those were critical calls at critical times that, that could have changed the flow of the game, especially the one early with with with, uh, with the the fumble recovery. I think they they were in they were in the uh, red zone at that point or just outside the red zone. Uh, so there were some some critical calls there. Look, you don't want to blame it on officiating, but some of that was just blatant. It just it was. But again, the the. Uh, the, the the speed factor was definitely it was definitely an issue, which is again, look, you you know now you know you've played a guy somebody a second time, uh, and you make adjustments on that. Um, with that said, uh, when you look at the overall uh, the, the 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 defense, there the, the just wasn't the didn't seem to be again the um, the, the same gang tackling that we saw uh, in, in the past. What what did you see from the defense? Uh, was there a little bit difference in in terms of again? Um, the, the the gang tackle on offense, just too many drop passes to me. So too many missed tackles, too many drop passes. Yeah, I, I think those two things kind of told the story of a lot of the game. Um, again, just going back and looking, I, I think if that first quarter goes differently, it's a completely different game because that's where, you know, John Rice Plumley racked up. I believe it was something like 145 of his, something like 176 mm-hmm. yards rushing total with those two gigantic runs that, I, you know, that just kind of attack. one thing goes one way and, and one player goes the other, but they did really shut that down. Um, I thought what was more promising was their response to those situations that didn't go their way. You didn't really see the defense get flustered or start to kind of turn on, uh, you know, a unit when, when calls are being one way or the other, you know, in the offense there's two drops by the wide receivers in the opening drive and they go three and out and then, that fumble recovery, like you said, that, that gets overturned, and then that also extends that drive for a long time. And then the offense gets back out there, and they fumble the handoff to Shoddy Clayton, uh, which Michael Pratt, that was one of the best professional fouls I've seen in a long time, to be honest, because he took down a defensive lineman and actually saved a touchdown in doing so because then the defense went out there and made a fourth-down stop. But they made a lot of third-down stops, and there'd be a penalty, or they would mm-hmm. go for it on fourth down and just get that one extra yard. So... It was just, it was hard. It wasn't their best brand of football on both sides of the ball, but we point to all these things going wrong, and yet it, it was a seven-point game at the end. So I think yep. that I, it speaks well, I think, just again, of the character of this team, their chances moving forward as well. The vibe of the team, again, after that loss. I, 
I was really encouraged by it. I feel like going into the fourth quarter, the defense really did a great job of getting the energy up on the sidelines, and they really all credibly believed in their ability to make a comeback, and that's something that I, I think they, they tried their best to go out and execute doing last year, but that was the first time I think I saw them really believe it. And I, I tend to think that they're going to be okay. And I always go back to that week four Southern Miss loss as maybe not the worst thing to happen to them. And obviously this is not a time to be losing, not a good game to lose in terms of standing. But I have to think about if this team was undefeated going into now and gets this UCF loss, does that hit them harder? Did this 1-0 mantra that kind of spurred out of the week four loss it, to me, really allowed them to roll right through this. It is a short week. There's really not any time to hang up on what happened and what went wrong on Saturday, and that can lead to dismissing some things, but I think just more what you see is knowing what went wrong, knowing how to fix that, but also knowing there's not that much time to dwell. No, there's not, because there's a, there's a quick turnaround here, but the beautiful thing is that everything that Tulane wants is still ahead of them, even with this loss. Again, they win the next two games. They're in the U.S. They're in, they're in the um, uh, the conference championship, uh, and they they still have an opportunity to be able to get to the Cotton Bowl to win the to, to win the conference. So even with this little bit of a hiccup, everything they everything they they really want is still in front of them. Yeah, I mean the goal was conference championship. To be fair, wasn't necessarily hosting the conference championship. I think that's the only thing that's on the line because, like you said, they're you know with that week four loss, it at that time took Tulane a little more out of the driver's seat and things had to kind of happen. But, you know, that was just kind of the cushion, I think, that they used up. And, and now they have to really fight more in these last two games. I don't expect them, you know, to have done anything but that. But like just like you said, it's right there in front of them. It's really simple. Uh, go 2-0, and I guess, uh, if you look at the next two weeks. But they've all said it. You know, if they can't get it done on Thursday, then talking about – the conference championship at this point is meaningless. So I just do think that approach, uh, again, to really just wiping the slate clean every week, this will be the best test for me personally this season is coming Mm -hmm. off of that second loss, saying that this is kind of flushed down the toilet and seeing the way that they fought until the final whistle and are all still in this. Like I said, no one's distrusting of any unit that you kind of see in those later losses. And I just think this team has what it takes mentally to make this final stretch. Now, SMU, um, Tulane's had its problems at the SMU over the years. Uh, this seems to be a different Tulane team. Uh, again, uh, they, they've been focused all season long from week to week, again, with just a one little hiccup really against against USM. Uh, what, what do you anticipate on Thursday night against the Mustangs? It's weird because it's almost like the antithesis of the expectations of the UCF offense, which is kind of exactly what they saw, which was, you know, I'd kind of say a better version of, of Taysom Hill on the college level with what you saw out of right. family in terms of what he was able to do from that backfield. But then you go to Tanner Mordecai, who is a lot more of a threat in the air. They have Rice at wide receiver, who's headed to the senior bowl. I think he leads the nation uh, in receptions at this point. So the, the passing defense is, is kind of going to take, I think, a little more of a precedent than the rush defense from last week. So it's curious because it's almost a completely different matchup in that way. And You've also seen, like you said, that they have given Tulane trouble in the past. They've also given up a lot of points this season in a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think while their offense might offer a different kind of threat, I think the size of the trenches uh, of UCF was 
it was alarming. It was kind of alarming because I'm five three, and I think their right tackle was six ten. But you look at the mm-hmm. other guys, and they were you know six five, six eight. They were really just really big guys on both sides for the offensive line and defensive line for UCF. And I don't think SMU had that much size. And I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Maybe ECU and the conference rivals it, but that to me was was a hard hurdle to get by, and and they did as well as they could considering. But I tend to think the trenches match up a little better, and that's just where you're going to have to see those kind of mental processing and not kind of making mistakes. I know a big thing for them this season has been letting the other opponent make mistakes, and I almost felt like that's what happened to Tulane on Saturday night. So just staying away from making mistakes, just as I think they've been doing, say, for the penalties last week, uh, and they're in a good position going in, I guess, SMU. Yeah, and, and you know, it's, it's funny. I, I don't feel a hangover here. I mean, I just think that, again, that this team has been focused weeks, week to week, and, and I think they're going to come out, they're going to play a really good game, and they're going to win. And then, and then, of course, look, it's going to be a tough, tough game on next Friday against Cincinnati, but I think they're up to the task. This, this team seems to be motivated, and they seem to be focused uh, at this point in the season. Yeah, that they do. Um, yeah, Willie had said in the postgame conference, time to Put, you know, flush this thing down the toilet and move on. And you really just felt right. it from that moment heading forward that that game was immediately wiped from their head. And again, I know that there's the side of people that say, well, maybe you should kind of dwell on things that went wrong in a lot, but you're not going to win every single football game. It's uh, to me how you respond after losing a football game that mm-hmm. matters more, especially considering that that's what happened and that's what uh, Tulane has in front of them. But just the energy on Monday and today, but but starting on Monday, has been up there. Their same focus is there. They seem very fired up, and you know SMU has gotten it over on them the last couple of times they played as well. So I mean, it's kind of a revenge tour all season for Tulane. But mm-hmm. I, I really just have to keep plotting their mental toughness for really keeping locked in, especially after that hard loss. It, it's the sign of a really good football team. I mean, to be able to kind of, to compartmentalize something like a loss like this and then move on and to continue to be able to, well, again, try to achieve your goal. Always appreciate your time. Thanks so much for joining us. Tell us a little bit about how folks can follow you on social media, how they can hear you on the sidelines, and, of course, how they can check you out on Saints Wire as well. Yeah, of course. Um, so, as usual, I'm on Twitter at MattyHudak underscore 94. That's where you can find you know, most of my Saints Wire articles, which will probably ramp up after the Tulane season is over, of which you can find – uh, our broadcast on 104.1 The Spot on the Tulane Athletics app and can also check us out in person on Yeoman, uh, at Yeoman this Thursday at 6.30 uh, for our blackout game against SMU. And it's senior night for these guys. And when you look at the right. seniors on Tulane, you know, uh, offense and defense, there's just so many guys that I, I think really have, you know, not earned, but really just a full crowd for these guys on senior night would be, I think, a uh, a sight for sore eyes and one that they've really earned after working this hard. It's deserving. And, and honestly, Tulane fans should be stepping up in droves right now uh, to be able to be out at Yeoman. Yes, but shout I mean, out to everyone that it, was there on uh, Saturday because it was loud and you can hear that on the replay. Yep. So I know I yell at yep. people in the stands sometimes, but thank you to everyone that has showed up and showed out and rolling. No doubt. No, no doubt. Maddie, thanks for your time. Again, best of luck to the Greenies this Thursday against uh, SMU. Awesome. Thanks, Eric. 
There you go. There's uh, Maddie Hudak. Again, uh, appreciate her time each and every week here on the program talking some Tulane for us. All right. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Um, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, I don't care where you live. If you need help with your AC system or heating system, or if you need a new AC system or heating system, that APCO whole home treatment system, uh, again, a Generac generator for your home or your business, uh, electrical work, uh, they do it all for you, and they do it honestly, and then they do it and they get the job done right the first time. If something happens and it, and it doesn't, look, they're back there to be able to make sure everything gets taken care of. Things happen, again, when it comes to construction, uh, again, but at the same time, having a company that you can trust that will be there standing behind their work is, again, uh, it, it, it's, it's second to none. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, they're the best. You're looking for the best? Go with Burkhardt, acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Ashwood, celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Apple. Are you looking to add more ground clearance or enjoy new terrains? Or you want to improve the ride quality and hauling capacity of your car, truck, or SUV? Then Southern Tire has the answer. We are your lift and leveling kit experts. If you enjoy going off-road, Southern Tire has the lift kit for your vehicle. Our suspension lift kits will increase ground clearance and the performance of your vehicle. Hickory & Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Eric Ash here with my good friend Mike Delahousie at the TikTok Cafe. Mike, I was craving the best breakfast in town. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, but they were closed, so I'm back here at the TikTok Cafe instead. You know, that's not nice. Come on, man. You know we aim to please. You got to get a better aim, pal. Stop. You know we never close, huh? Well, neither does the morgue, so what's your point? Ah, you unbelievable. You know, you got to admit, we've got the best prices in town. Gluten-free? I think you're missing the point, bud. The TikTok Cafe and the heart of Metairie at Causeway and I-10 are better known as the intersection of diabetes and high cholesterol. Hi, this is Eric Asher. If you know you'll be needing a new air conditioning system anytime soon, then you should call my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating before the end of the year. Because on January 1st, new federal rules mean all AC contractors are no longer able to install the most affordable air conditioning systems. The team at Burkhardt has these affordable systems available for install right now. There's financing available too. So see by calling Burkhardt today or learn more at acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell America Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. Get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti in the heart of the fun. 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Looking for more customers? Running Boards Marketing is the leader in effective and affordable advertising on digital mobile billboard trucks. Just like this radio ad, digital mobile billboards will enhance your existing advertising efforts, making any marketing campaign more efficient and effective. Your brand message will be hard to ignore and highly impactful, with rates starting as low as $2.97 per month. Learn more by visiting runningboardsmarketing.com today. That's runningboardsmarketing.com and allow us to drive your message to where the people are. 
This is Josh Danzig with Where You At Magazine for 1061 Nash Icon. Ready to party for a good cause? This Friday evening, head to the Yaya Art Center for Just Say Yaya, a fundraiser featuring live music from Preservation Hall, great food, and more. Afterwards, keep the party going as one of the world's top DJs, Steve Aoki, returns to the Metropolitan Nightclub for a set to remember. For more ideas on what to do this weekend, pick up the new bar guide issue of Where You At at restaurants, bars, and grocery stores all over town. Or read it now on whereyat.com. Cumulus New Orleans. Incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. Don't forget about my friends over at Southern Tire, family owned and operated by the Piazza family since 1972. Your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs, the best deals on tires. Largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, bar none. Wheels and tires up to 30 inches and financing is available. And when it comes to keeping your vehicle on the road, again, the um, same diagnostic equipment you can get at the dealership. But again, uh, even more if you, if you really want to be honest about it. And of course, ASC certified technicians. Looking for a company you can trust with your vehicle? It's Southern Tire. Hickory Nail on the Metairie. Open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6. Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Go to southerntire.com and check out all the service they provide for their customers. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972. You don't stick around this long. Uh, in, this, in this city, working on vehicles, if you're not taking care of your customers, it's Southern Tire, Hickory Nail Line in Metairie. All right. I want to thank Matty Hudak for joining us on the program. I'm Eric Asher. Coming up next... Mike Scarborough, followed by Les East. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say to Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you have like the perfect face for radio? No, Mike. Did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud. No, as a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come on, man. You know that ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Oh, man. And why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton. For punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, 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 Causeway and I-10. Better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella.
New Orleans. It's time for the man who tells it like it is. You want a bitch? He's got him. You want information? He's got it. You want a host who is New Orleans? You found him. Eric Asher. And Inside New Orleans. <laughs> Hour number two of Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until six. Mike Scarborough coming up at 5.15 from TigerBait.com. Talking some LSU. And then we'll try to uh, to get into everything if we can with um, with uh, Lessie. Saints, LSU, Tulane, Pels. We'll try to run the gamut with him. We may get bogged down in, in one or the other. Got a couple of minutes if you want to get a phone call in. Um, uh, and, of course, I uh, do want to mention a couple things. Uh, just quick, quick notes here. Um, First of all, uh, 504-260-1061 if you want to jump in real quick uh, before we go to um, Mike Scarborough. Um, it looks as though Zion is out. He will not play tonight. It's a right, it is a right uh, foot contusion. I, I don't know what to say. I just don't. I mean, again, I just, I'm just cut from a different cloth. I mean, I am. You know, I come from a different era. I do. You know, guys, you know, they, they played through injuries, and I know it's a long season, uh, but, um, you know, in, in the lineup, out the lineup, I, I don't get it. I just don't. I don't get it. Um, although, again, look, I was a little critical of, of Jarvis Landry, right? Remember? Uh, because Jarvis Landry just doesn't miss games. And uh, we had um, uh, Jimmy Details on the, on the program a couple weeks back, and uh, he, he told us that uh, Landry, was de- Landry was dealing with uh, torn ligaments in his ankle. I, I can't believe he's back, okay, without surgery. Uh, he also told us that, that Mike, Mike Thomas had a Liz Frank injury. Uh, and, of course, now he's on IR. You know, so, again, look, I, I go back to um, 
something that, that Peyton instilled, installed rather, when he took over. And that was not talking about injuries. And, and, I, and I've said this before, especially now with the advent of both the NBA and the NFL in partnership with casinos, uh, legalized sports betting in our country, uh, that, again, the leagues need to be more forthcoming with injuries and how severe the injuries are. Not just because of fantasy, not just because of, of, of you know, uh, but there are people putting real money down now, and you need to know these things. Um, you know, how bad is the right foot contusion? He played through it at the, 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 the end of the game uh, against Houston. So we'll see how it plays, how it plays out. Uh, we'll be interested to see again if, if the uh, Saints make a change at quarterback this week, and if they do, who it will it be. I mean, you've got a makeshift offensive line right now. Uh, there's no way Jameis Winston is back from four broken vertebrae. Uh, so he's probably healed, but healed to what point? I mean, is he mobile enough that if they put him back there, uh, he'll be able to uh, to be able to maneuver with, behind that offensive line? With that said, again, he could give this team a spark. Uh, his ability to throw the ball downfield could be something that, that could really help this team. Uh, but again, look, uh, it is what it is. We'll see again if it'll be him or Taysom Hill. I, I doubtful it'll be Taysom Hill because they moved in the tight end position. Uh, but we'll see again how that how that plays how that plays out. Uh, John Hendricks is reporting that Marshawn Lattimore is, is, is not going to um, play this weekend. Look, I want to go back to what I've said the last two days. I'm telling you, a lot of these guys that, again, that are veterans, that have been around for a while, uh, that have injuries right now, I think they're going to nurse those injuries for the rest of the season. I'll be surprised if we see Marshawn Lattimore back on the field for the rest of the season. I really will. I'll be shocked. Seven games left. They lose a couple more. What's he jumping back on the field for? Okay. I'm telling you right now, I'd rather see Alante Taylor out there, see Nadebo out there, and see what you have going forward. No, no slight to Marshawn Lattimore, who's probably going to be on another team next year. Okay? So, you know, to, to me, it is what it is. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that kind of plays out. But I think we're going to start to see more and more uh, as we go forward. Unless, again, there's a miraculous turnaround. You know? Uh, so we'll see. Uh, Harold Perkins is the Benera Award winner of the week. Uh, congratulations to him on his fantastic game. And um, there's a there was a, something put out on Twitter the other day that I, that I saw, um, uh, and then I saw it again today about strength of schedule on, on again, the, those that are involved in the college football uh, playoff chase. The Tigers have the 11th highest strength of schedule of all teams uh, that, that are still alive for the college football playoff uh, Final Four. Uh, Tennessee has, has the, at the top of the schedule at number three. Um, uh, Georgia's number 44. Um, so, again, just from the SEC, you see that. Um, but LSU, again, a, a top 11 in terms of strength of schedule. So that tells you how – I mean, when you put that in perspective on, again, this season, 39 scholarship players to start off with, what Kelly had to do to be able to go in the transfer portal to augment his roster, so the, his signees uh, in the 2022 class, a lot of those guys now playing, starting for this team, and you have the 11th toughest schedule. And, and you're in a position now where you're going to the SEC uh, championship. You're, you've won the SEC West. I mean, tip of the cap to Brian Kelly. Nobody thought they'd be in this position right now. Nobody. Nobody at this point. And, of course, Tulane, uh, just a huge turnaround. But, I, you know, again, um, I meant what I said, you know, as, as far as, uh, you know, I don't think this team is going to have a hangover. Uh, I do think this team is going to be focused. I think they realize what's in front of them. You win the next two games, and everything that you've, everything that again that you have strived for in this season as goals, you'll you'll be able to achieve. Now you won't be again. You won't have the home adva- home field advantage uh, of uh, having the championship game at Yeoman, but still, look, you you have seen UCF one time. 
it's going to be a little bit easier to be able to game plan for them, speed of the game, etc. And Willie Fritz and his staff, I think, will have a really good game plan if they can get to that championship game. But you got to get through SMU, and you got to get through Cincinnati. Cincinnati Black Friday, it's an 11 a.m. kickoff, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, again, 11 a.m. kickoff. So um, on Black Friday, so we'll see again how that how that plays out uh, for, for Tulane. But I have confidence. Uh, they're going to be right there and, and going to be in a situation where um, uh, they're going to give they're, they're going to give it, they're going to give it their all. They're not going to be. I don't think they're getting blown out by anybody, and and I do think they'll get past SMU. I think it's going to be a tough game, though. Okay, I don't think it's going to be an easy one. Uh, and then of course uh, be laser focused on Cincinnati on 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 Black Friday, which is uh, what a week from now, a week uh, what, uh, what ten days from now. All right, let's head to the guest line. Talk some Tigers. I mean, how, how wonderful this season has this been? Um, you know, my Scarborough's been saying it all along, and I'm telling you right now, folks, you know, there, there are certain sites that if you're, uh, if, uh, that if you're a Tiger fan or a Wave fan, again, that you go to. We've talked about it. But uh, the proof's in the pudding when, when you look at Mike, Mike Scarborough's TigerBait.com site. First of all, was always known for the great message boards and the great information. Now, again, he's going to the digital app platforms with his video. I think they went over 20,000 subscribers on Twitter recently. So, again, Mike's getting the information out there. He's one of the few that puts his eyes on high school players each and every week. In other words, he's got his crew out there filming. He's filming. And so he's not just taking the word of what somebody else says and regurgitating it. He's giving you his scouting report on what he sees. And, of course, again, uh, uh, from his rankings to, again, what he does with high school sports to what he does uh, with, again, the LSU Tigers, uh, none better than TigerBait.com. And it's so, again, inexpensive for you, the Tiger fan, to enjoy. He joins us each and every week on our program. I'm proud to have him. Mike Scarborough is with us right now. Mike, how are you? Thanks, Eric. Thanks so much for all those kind words. Mike, what is it on on Twitter? Is it 20,000 now? Yeah, I'm over twenty thousand. I, I started a couple of years later than uh, some of my peers, and uh, but I, I'm, I'm kind of making up ground, I think. Uh, uh, and I got one of those uh, those uh, fancy blue check marks uh, a couple of year, a year or two ago that uh, uh, that everybody I think Musk is going to make people pay for now. So I think right. that helps. I'm sure it does. I mean, again, look, I've never really kind of went out there and got that. I mean, I guess 20 years of doing this. I mean, that's a check mark enough, you know. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I'm definitely not going to be paying money to get a check mark. That's for sure. You know what I'm saying? But uh, no, look, I, again, for folks that don't know from outside, maybe it does make a difference. But I, I think your work speaks for itself. Well, if you, if you said I could pay $8 a month and have the ability to edit some tweets, I'll be glad to pay the $8. Now, 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 now you're talking. Uh, if you give if eight dollars a month, I could edit some tweets, and it was a little bit longer in terms of characters. I prefer to go to to Facebook because I can, I can, I can, you know, put more information out there than trying to do three, you know, one of one, one of one, one of two, one of three, one of four tweets. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't, I don't look past maybe the first tweet in a lot of cases. If I got to go, you know, two, three, four down, you know, to get to get your to really get the uh, the point across. Uh, right. You know, it is what it is. Uh, Twitter's good for what it is. Um, great information. Uh, it's where I go for information. Um, you know, but it, it, you know, as far as paying, we'll you know, we'll see. I, I really haven't given it that much thought. Well, we're saying I'm curious to see how it's going to shake out. Yep, me too. Mike, let's start off with again uh, with last week. Um, two things. First of all, uh, first of all, talk about the play of Howard, per- Howard Perkins 
and you were all over this guy. I remember, I remember when you came on and you, and you talked about the flip and how big this was for, for, the, for the Tigers, not just the class, but for the LSU program and what he's been able to do. And also give a lot of credit to, again, Matt House and, 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 and the defensive staff of realizing in the talent of this guy and just putting him on the field and letting his athleticism, athleticism take over. And then I want to talk a little bit about Jaden Daniels and the way that Arkansas defended him on, on Saturday. But first of all, talk, talk about, about Perkins. Well, look, he was raised the number one overall prospect in the state of Texas. But even then, guys that, that uh, there's one particular guy that I really trust his evaluation that probably saw him play every other week during his, uh, his senior year, uh, thought that he needed a redshirt year, that he was so raw that he, he needed a redshirt year, and, that, and, and also that he was probably a better running back than a linebacker. And I do think if he was a running back at LSU right now, he'd be the best running back on the football team. Um, and, and that's why I'm even wondering um, if he could, you know, is he a guy that um, I know we haven't seen it, but is, is the linebacker a position where they would, you know, uh, where Matt House would allow him to return punts and kicks? Because um, he has that kind of ability. Um, but anyways, he's just, uh, he's never seen anything like it. And so, you know, while weeks ago we were talking about, well, LSU's going to have four guys uh, automatically on the all-freshman SEC team, well, you're starting to wonder what Harold Perkins, what, why, why, why is it you being, he being considered regardless of being a freshman? I mean, what linebackers are performing better than him nationally? You know, why are we talking, is he a guy who could be a, at a minimum a second-team All-American? Agreed. Agreed. I mean... Based on what you've seen, especially since, again, he set out the Tennessee game, how he has caught fire. Look, he single-handedly willed his team to win on Saturday. Well, he was big against Alabama. Um, you know, he, Absolutely. He, I mean, uh, and that's why I keep, uh, you know, another thing I've been saying about him for, for probably four to six weeks is that he's got a little bit of honey badger in him. I mean, he's. Mm-hmm. You know, physically, he's across between Devin White and Patrick Queen, but uh, right. with about a 30% of, of, of Tyron Matthew in him, just ball skills, intuition, uh, you know, just it, when, a, when a quarterback moves left and to tries to put a move on him, he doesn't bite on any of that. And, and mm-hmm. that, that's just instinctual. He just, he just he, you, you can dance around all you want. He's going to go to the right spot. And so um, he, he, he's something else. And so, it, it, you know, we've had some debates on the message board. I mean, people are saying, well, okay, can you name a linebacker that's had this big, big of an impact? Man, hell, she's had some great linebackers uh, yes. in 140 years, whatever it is, of, of playing. Some incredible football. linebackers, no doubt. But. <laughs> You know, so you know Michael Brooks keeps bringing, getting bit brought up the most. Well, Michael Brooks didn't have that kind of impact, and as good, as great as Michael Brooks was in, in the SEC, he was um, uh, overshadowed by uh, 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 Derek uh, over at Alabama. Uh, rest in peace. You know what I'm talking about. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I can picture, so, him, but I can't think but, of the name. Yeah, I had it, and I typed it out on my message board yesterday. Right. Um, but yeah, so the, 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 I, 
he he is already up there. And then from a, a uh, just a selfish point of view, to realize that you've got some guy performing like that for another two years. Uh, at least, and 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 pretty and pretty amazing. Uh, I you you watch him, and especially like this weekend, you see Lawrence Taylor, you see Ricky Jackson in him. You know the great linebackers have the ability to rush the passer, but then you see his range from sideline to sideline. Um, just an amazing athlete. And when he and, and, and when and when he has contact with a tackle or a guard for a guy that's um, you know what do they list him out weight wise? Uh, is he 220? What, what, what are they listening in at? Um, for, for him to be able to, 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 to shove off 300-pound linemen and get to the quarterback the way he does. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. By the way, it's Derek Thomas. Emil just texted and, and said it was Derek Thomas you were thinking of. Yeah, Derek Thomas. I mean, I said right. Derek. I'm like, yep. yeah, I, I typed it out on my message board. But I remember that was the whole debate uh, during that time period, uh, you know, debating Michael Brooks versus Derek Thomas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, he's been, he's been, again, he's been um, a, an integral part of what they're, what they're doing, and, and got to give the defensive coaches a lot of credit. As you mentioned, Raw coming in, uh, your guy said he needed a redshirt year. It's hard to redshirt a guy like that with that much talent. Uh, but again, finding a way to get him on the field and just say, you know, <laughs> you know, go <laughs> and find the ball carrier, find the quarterback. Uh, he was outstanding. I do want to ask you about the the defense that that Arkansas played against Jaden Daniels this week. First time we've really kind of seen him stymied in terms of being able to to get out of the pocket, run, and make a difference with his legs. Um, I, my fear is that's a blueprint going forward. After you've gone back and looked at the game, or if you've talked to the coaches, is that a concern? Uh, I'm actually on my way to player interviews now, so uh, there might be an opportunity to uh, uh, get to the gist of that. You know, how much of that is really what Arkansas did, and kudos to them, you have to give them credit, and and, and Brian Kelly did. Um, But it's just, there's a whole lot in that game where you just have to say that game is what it was. You know, 34 degrees to kick off. trying to uh, convince kids to drink uh, chicken broth on the sidelines. And, um, you know, you got out of there with, with a win. Um, you know, you, you, I, I don't know if there is a blueprint to, to, to stymie him or, or, or whatever, but um, if there's something that they saw that, uh, that uh, they think uh, could be used uh, with success against them, then that's something they just have to work on. We're well, LSU's going to have to counter it. That's that's the thing. I mean, yeah, the, 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 they'll have to figure out offensively how to counter that uh, going forward and, and what they did. I mean, again, they used their front seven, okay, and uh, you saw that. Um, sometimes they had a spy on him uh, at times. But, again, um, uh, it was the first time we've really seen him, him, again, not have the ability to really get out and make a difference. You know, you look at just the statistics. I mean, again, it was probably his, it was his worst game as a starting quarterback. Um, but uh, Harold Perkins saved the day. 
He did, and so did Josh Williams with his 122 yards. Uh, physical running, and, and again, just a guy. That, I mean, I, I saw one move he made. reminded me of Dalton Hill get back at LSU days. Uh, you know, he's so low to the ground like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Again, his and, and always gets, you know, falling forward like Hilaire did as well. He reminds you a lot of Hilaire in, in terms of Clyde uh, Edwards-Hilaire in, in terms of how he, um, how he ran, ran the ball for LSU in that 2019 season. Well, it's going into this season, it was like, you know what, it's been so long, uh, or it's been very rare since you went into a football season where running back was such a question mark. And 2018 was that way. Uh, The first time in forever. Um, You'd have to go back to, I don't know, when, early 90s? And then what? Nick Brissett goes over a thousand yards in eighteen. Mm-hmm. Right. And so then you go into this year. Is John Emery finally going to live up to this? How does he come off an injury? Uh, you know. Uh, and now Josh Williams, a former walk-on, which he hates to always be reminded of. Right. Um, look at what he's doing. It's just they, they've found a way. And and then when Armani Goodwin gets in there, he does nice things. Um. So you know, and you got Noah Kane as well. Um. But the, the running game is starting is is, is giving them more than it did in the giving them more in the in the, in the second uh, in the, the last third or the second half of the season that was not there in the first half. Of the season. Yep, that's for sure. Man, Mike, how, how nice is it? SEC West champs. I mean, just just amazing. It, it, it's um, telling somebody earlier. I think a lot of LSU fans their expectations have been, been absolutely surpassed and anything the rest of the way is line up. Um, I do say though that uh, having uh, talked to Aggie folks uh, they're really viewing that as their bowl game and boy they would yep. love to be a spoiled Yep, there's so, no doubt. I was talking about it earlier, Mike. <laughs> that might be his. That might be Jimbo Swan's song but at the same time they circled that. That's their, that's their game of the year right there. Absolutely. Uh, it's a, an abysmal season. They're not going anywhere postseason. So that is their bowl game. And talking to someone this morning, they think that it all, it, it, the time frame also matches up for them to possibly get some injured players back. So um, they, they're going to want that. Certainly with, uh, you know, you got Edger Cooper from Covington on that roster, mm-hmm. Jacoby Matthews from Ponchatoula, Le'Veon Moss right. from Estruma and Baton Rouge. Uh, of course, uh, the Johnson brothers, uh quarterback max and and jake uh, yep. who was committed to lsu tied in and sure. you know former former assistant coaches on, on and on mm-hmm. uh there's a lot of uh reasons why that game is gonna is gonna be a, a war i believe yeah no doubt hey before i let you go I got a buddy that again that that uh, reads you religiously is involved in your website lo- loves loves your your um uh your 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 take on recruiting uh, where are we? Talk a little bit about recruiting and where, where the Tigers are right now before we before we wrap it up. Well, yeah, they're sitting at twenty five commitments right now, and you've got Toviano out there, Harbor that uh, they're going to, I guess, uh, uh, figure out when they're going to bring him in for a visit because they they were going to bring him in for uh, 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 you know the athlete uh, defensive end from Maryland. They were going to bring him in for the uh, December third weekend. Well, now they're busy. They're playing the SEC championship game, so. You know, but how many, uh, you know, you're not uh, limited to 25. Um, so how many high school signees do they end up with? Does it get to 28, 29? What is that number going to be? 
and then then we wait to see what the uh, uh, the time after that's going to be as far as transfer portal kids. Uh, LSU is now in that same realm that they were in 2019, where they're the hot and sexy team. Right. And um, kids are going to want to hit the portal, and if LSU has the needs their position, I think LSU is going to be able to buy for uh, any major league uh, prospect, the player with um, maturity and, and experience uh, that can fill some holes. So um, it, it's just it's, it's just funny how LSU's right back in that discussion, uh, in the national discussion, uh, where they took a pit stop in 20 and 21. Yep, no, no doubt. And uh, look, a lot of um... – a lot of Louisiana kids that went elsewhere that might have a little buyer's remorse right now that might be wanting to come back and be part of this LSU program uh, under Kelly now that he's stabilized the program. So I'll be looking for that as well. Absolutely. And, you know, is there a running back out there? I think they need a, a, a – I think they're going to go out and get a, a transfer portal running back to go along with the two freshmen. Got to rebuild that. Uh, uh, you know, you're losing all the running backs. Um, Steph Goodwin. So, um, yeah, you, you uh, is there a tight end out there? Uh, they want to build that tight end group mm-hmm. up. Um, you, you've obviously uh, doing great things with Mason. You got uh, uh, Galloway for twenty four, mm-hmm. um, but you, you want you want to add some more. Yep, no doubt about it. Mike, tell everybody about your fantastic site, how folks can subscribe, how they can follow you on social media, and don't forget again about uh, uh, the YouTube channel as well. Tigerbait.com. You can try us out for one week for one dollar. Choose the annual package uh, on the back end. It's less expensive. And you can follow me on Twitter at Scarborough Mike. And our YouTube channel is LSU Tigers on Tigerbait. And uh, we've loading it up. In fact, I'm going to have player interviews up uh, loaded up here at um, probably about seven o'clock, seven fifteen. And uh, my gut feeling, I hope I'm right, my gut feeling tells me we might have Harold Perkins tonight. Beautiful. Which would be that would be, and, and, have you awesome. had him in all this year as a freshman? No, huh? No, we have not. And so I'm, yes. I'm, I'm hoping that, that, that that's the deal. Beautiful. Always appreciate your time, my friend. Thanks so much here. All righty. Talk soon. There he goes. Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com. Um, just a quick note, political note. Um, Steve Scalise has been elected House Majority Leader, uh, second highest leadership position in in, uh, in, in the House. Um, there is talk now, again, that um, his next step, obviously, is going to be the Speaker of the House. Been a long time since, again, Hale Boggs was Speaker of the House. Remember, Bob Livingston was supposed to be Speaker of the House before the scandal. So, again, uh, uh, Scalise now moving up in leadership position within the Republican Party and, of course, now majority leader. Uh, it's one of the reasons why, again, I've been hearing all these comments about, you know, John Kennedy running for governor, Bill Cassidy running for governor. You know, we need, and this is one of the things I got in, into an issue with Bobby General and his people back in the, back uh, after Katrina when, when I thought, when I, when I supported Boisseau for, uh, for governor and the general people got angry with me uh, because they were on my show constantly because he won, general wanted to run for governor. Jendall's place would have been better in Congress, especially in the aftermath of Katrina, when we needed when we needed funding. And of course, he was an up and rising star in the Republican Party. And of course, his his, his time as governor was a complete failure. Um, now, again, with Scalise now taking over um, as as the majority leader, uh, that makes us uh, you know a little bit more stronger in, ter- in terms of um, in terms of seniority. And also leadership with within within the Congress. So, 
you know, we need every single dollar we can get, especially here in South Louisiana, from rebuilding the coastline to helping, again, the, the fishermen to, again, the, uh, the, the situation in terms of, of rebuilding our infrastructure. And that goes for all parishes. Uh, there are so many, so many needs here right now. Uh, as, as, much as, we, as much seniority as we can get and power we can get in Congress, the better for Louisiana. So, again, uh, Scalise now uh, been elected to the House uh, Majority Leader. Uh, and, uh, again, Speaker of the House is, is, is within, within, within his reach uh, going forward. Hey, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Look, today in New Orleans, uh, they had another power outage. The entire French Quarter was out. Parts of Mid-City was out. And I just tell you once again, if you own a business, if you own a home in the city of New Orleans and the surrounding areas, we know that the grid is compromised. It doesn't take, again, a hurricane wind or tropical storm winds to be able to knock out the, knock out the power. It can go out at any time for any reason. And uh, look, just, uh, so it's up to you to be able to combat that. How do you do it? Again, you, you get that, how do you keep that peace of mind? You go get a generator for your home or business. Burkhart are the experts. Generac generators in their warehouse right now waiting to be installed in your home or business. Jason Burkhart will come out to your home. He'll do a consultation with you or your business and, of course, educate you on your options. Not trying to hard sell you. doesn't have to. Again, Burkhart's uh, service speaks for itself, and Generac is the leader when it comes to generators in, uh, in, in the industry. Once you guys come to an agreement, he'll put you on the calendar for a single-day install. That means single-day install. They'll come out with their crew that handles everything for you, from planning to permits to inspection. Their dedicated generator team does it all. And then, of course, you can finance it over time with low monthly notes or pay it up front. Uh, a new install quality check after one month means they come out after a month to make sure you know how to operate the system. And then, of course, uh, the service after the sale unbelievable, impeccable, uh, top-notch, 24-7, 365 emergency service. When it's safe for the crews to come out to get you up and running, they'll get you up and running. And then maintaining that generator like you may have to maintain your car engine, Burkhart can do it all for you. Uh, increase your property value. Get that peace of mind when it comes to, again, keeping your power on. Uh, get a Generac generator for my friends at Burkhart. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. We'll be right back with Les East, award-winning journalist from CrestedSports.com and Saturday Down South. If you want a little soul with your country, then you're with us. New Orleans country, from the classics to the songs that matter. Your country is on 106.1 Nash Icon or anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples has you covered for all your custom printing, just in time for the holidays. And right now at Staples, you can save 40% on custom holiday cards and invitations, in-store and online offerings 1217. Exclusions and restrictions apply. Explore more at Staples, the working and learning store. little bit of good news to report. The accident that was on 10 Eastbound at Chef has been cleared. And the lanes are now open on 10 eastbound at Chef. However, be mindful of delays that remain heavy on 10 eastbound from City Park to Morrison. Also delays a solid 10 eastbound from Loyola to Veterans. In the meantime, delays are going to be solid if you're traveling 10 westbound from St. Bernard to Canal. And then delays pick back up 10 westbound from just past Bonneville to Power. In the meantime, look out for delays steady on the 610 on the westbound side right at Canal Boulevard. And also on the 610 on the eastbound side, your delays are steady from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. If you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway in the Crescent City Connection, delays are heavy from Terry Parkway to the Camp Street exit. Look out for delays if you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. 
Also, in the meantime, look out for accidents. Humanity at Piedmont. Also, North Claiborne at Tupelo. North Claiborne at Conti. And also, St. Claude at Franklin Avenue. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportspeed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportspeed is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportspeed Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. Hi, this is Eric Asher. If you know you'll be needing a new air conditioning system anytime soon, then you should call my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating before the end of the year. Because on January 1st, new federal rules mean all AC contractors are no longer able to install the most affordable air conditioning systems. The team at Burkhardt has these affordable systems available for install right now. There's financing available too. So save by calling Burkhardt today or learn more at acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. Get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Hey, don't forget about my friends at Suburban Roofing and Siding. My good friend Marty Scoggins has owned this company now for over two decades. Uh, they're a member of the BBB and, of course, been re-roofing South Louisiana for, for over 20 years. So uh, if you're looking for a company you can trust when it comes to your roofing, think uh, Suburban Roofing and Siding. Look, there are only 60% of roofing contractors nationwide that are certified by the shingle manufacturers. What does that do for you? Well, for the customer, it qualifies you for the manufacturer's extended warranty program. I told you recently when Marty came out after working with my insurance company, they replaced my roof on, 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 my, on my home, and he put down a new shingle that is the most wind-resistant shingle on the market, which is going to save me money on my insurance uh, as well. Also, uh, Marty's honest and reliable and has always stood behind Suburban Roofing's quality workmanship. He's got crews that have been with him again for, for, for decades. Uh, skilled crews that are experts at all types of roofs, and I've said this before, they hand nail roofs. That, that's, a, that's a lost art in roofing. I mean, roof, roofers want to get in and get out. They want to hit you with a hydraulic gun, move in, move out, move on to the next job. No, the attention to detail is what sets Suburban Roofing apart. Service after the sale, impeccable. I would just say this. There are a lot of roofing companies out there. 
Uh, I've trusted Marty Scoggins for over 20 years. You can do the same. Uh, again, don't sign that contract with any other company until you call Suburban Roofing and Siding. 504-861-ROOF. That's 504-861-ROOF. That's Suburban Roofing and Siding and Marty Scoggins. All right. Uh, joining us in the program now, first of all, thanks to Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com, uh, award-winning journalist and, again, accomplished author um, from CrestedySports.com and Saturday Down South. Les East joins us on the program. Les, how are you, bud? I'm doing well, Eric. How are you? Doing fine. Before we get started, tell the folks about the book and, and how folks can get it. Again, getting into Christmas time, people looking for, for stocking stuffers, things to give to folks, you know, to, to fellow, in, uh, fellow co-workers, friends, etc. cetera. Uh, your book would be a great way to go. Tell us all about it. Yeah, thanks, Eric. It's called uh, Donkeys, Elephants, and Giraffes. Uh, it's about politics and the media and uh, similarities to sports. And uh, it's available at all the major online platforms, uh, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, uh, et cetera. And, uh, you know, folks can also read my sports work at uh, CrescentCitySports.com and SaturdayDownSouth.com. Beautiful. Let's just talk with the Saints. I don't think anybody foresaw this bad of a season this year. Uh, it seems to be, again, an unmotivated bunch. Um, uh, you know, injuries have, 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 have been a factor, but injuries are, are everywhere. Um, obviously, the, the Allen era looks like it's going to be maybe one and done when it's all said and done. Uh, there's been a lot of people who are calling for maybe a, a midseason change in, in terms of, of, of the head coach. Uh, I just don't see that because of the loyalty of the Bensons, uh, you know, what they've had in terms of, you know, you talk about Carmichael and, 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 uh, and Allen, two longtime, uh, again, employees. Um, can you put your finger on what's wrong with this team, number one? And number two, do you anticipate any type of changes before the season ends or even when the season ends? Well, let's see. As far as changes, I, someone, uh, a colleague said yesterday that they had researched it and that the last time that an NFL coach had been fired 10 games into his tenure was 44 years ago. So I don't think the Saints are going to uh, be the first ones to do that. So I don't anticipate anything happening during the season. I, I don't see what purpose that would serve other than uh, unless they're, they're seeking uh, more positive tweets than they've been getting. But uh, beyond that, I don't see what good it would do to make a change now. As far as after the season, I don't know. A lot of that will have to do with how they perform these last seven games, not just the one-loss record, but do we see improvement? Do they play better if they get players healthy, or do they, they just continue to spiral downward? I do think uh, one option, uh, this is purely speculation on my part, but uh, one option would be, if they don't make a change at the end of the season at the head coaching position to do it, uh, perhaps an offensive coordinator, bring in a big-name offensive coordinator, get another quarterback in the offseason, however they're able to do that, and uh, try and use that as a way to uh, bring about a little bit of excitement going into next year. Uh, but I, I don't know. I think if things don't get better, I think you could – uh, justify a change at the end of the season, but I think it's too early to speculate on whether that's going to happen because I don't think the front office or the ownership knows what, what they would do mm -hmm. uh, at this point. 
With that said, uh, it's been talked about, even though I don't think it's going to happen, uh, a possible change when they do this. Again, a wholesale change, just the entire coaching staff, uh, the head coach, and possibly Mickey Loomis. I do not see Mickey Loomis moving on unless he decides to move on in his own terms. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's always possible that, that Mickey could want to move on or maybe he could even be interested in retiring. Uh, but as far as removing him, that, that would be a move made either, I would assume, by Mrs. Benson or Dennis Lauscher. And I'm not sure that either of them is really uh, inclined to move him aside. He's been here since 2000. He's been in the general manager's role almost that long. Uh, you know, he was brought in by Randy Mueller as an assistant. Uh, he's been, he has his fingerprints on a lot of the success they've had. He also has his fingerprints on some of the uh, shortcomings they've had. But I, I, I think it's, I think it's more likely that the head coach would be removed than that Mickey Loomis would be removed. With that said, um, Les, you've seen a lot of Saints football in, 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 in your, your time, um, What's the issue outside of many injuries? They just seem like an unmotivated team. Yeah, I, you know, I, I couldn't put my finger on one thing. I think it, it's a variety of things. And I wrote at CrescentCitySports.com after the Steelers game about some of the symptoms of bad teams that the, the Saints are demonstrating. And, you know, when you're playing bad and you're losing – uh, you look unmotivated. You know, you look like you don't care. And a lot of other things uh, creep into the equation that maybe are a byproduct of losing rather than being a cause of the losing. I was watching the game Sunday, and I thought for at least the first quarter or quarter and a half, I thought the defense was very uh, energetic. I thought they played hard. They had a couple of breakdowns, but they weren't playing badly, and I think they were clearly energized and emotionally into the game, and then they wore down. They, you know, The Steelers had the ball for 38 minutes. It became apparent the offense wasn't going to do anything to give them a chance. So, you know, I don't I, – I think they're professionals. I think they're trying. I think they have uh, the mental frame of mind to go out and play well, but it's not happening. Injuries are a factor, but not an excuse. Uh, they are not playing. They don't look uh, as well prepared as the opponent. That falls on the coaches. But they're also not executing well. Turnovers and penalties, I, I don't know how much of that goes on the coaches. The players have to go out there and execute. They have to avoid penalties. They have to take the ball away. They have to protect the ball on offense. So, I just think there are problems across the board, and Dennis Allen has said this. The coaches have to coach better. The players have to play better. But I see no indication that either of those is going to happen. Last week, uh, before the Steeler game, you called for a change at quarterback uh, and, and possibly going back to Jameis Winston. Do you think that possibly could happen this week? Yeah, I think it's going to happen this week. I was at Dennis Allen's news conference yesterday. He was asked about that, and he he didn't say – he said the decision has not been made, but his comments and his body language suggested that he was at least leaning in the direction of a change. He talked about the offense failing to take advantage of opportunities in the game. He also – uh, you know, he said he stuck with Dalton a couple of weeks ago because – 
the offense was performing better. And then he said, that's not the case anymore. So to me, that was an indication that he's seriously considering a change. And at this point, I just don't know why you wouldn't make that change. And so I would expect that Jameis Winston will be with the number one offensive practice tomorrow. When I, with only a few minutes left, I want to make a make a shift now to the New Orleans Pelicans, seven and six, big game against the uh, uh, the the uh, Memphis Grizzlies tonight. Uh, Zion will not be playing with a right contusion, uh, uh, a contusion on his right foot or right ankle. Um, your t- your thoughts on on how this team has performed? Been very very inconsistent this season thus far. Yeah, they've been inconsistent. Uh, I was telling somebody today that stretch on Saturday night against a really bad. Rockets team when they got outscored something like 33 to 5 or whatever it was. That was as bad a stretch offensively and defensively as I've ever seen from a Pelicans team or a Hornets team, including the 18 win team. But it was a small portion of the game and they wound up winning, taking advantage of a bad opponent. So, you know, I don't think that's indicative of what this team is, but I don't think they've consistently played to the level we should expect from them. I think that going through uh, a process of figuring out how to incorporate Zion Williamson into the people they have from last year, how to defend with him and Jonas Valanciunas on the floor at the same time, how to figure out the right rotation when they have 12 or 13 guys Mm -hmm. capable of getting minutes. And so I think it's a work in progress. And I think, they're they're figuring a lot of stuff out uh, as they go along. They play more road games than home games, and uh, they haven't had much practice time with all these new combinations. So I think it's a lot of stuff they're figuring out, but I, I don't think there's any cause for serious concern at this point because they have too much talent and a proven coach over one year at least uh, to believe they're going to be a good team. Yeah, I think, look, the, again, they got to get back to what made them uh, again the the, the a, a, a team on the come, and that is again first of all defensively, uh, they got to they got to start playing the type of defense that they did. They got to gang rebound, and they got to start sharing the basketball like that. I keep hearing they're not hitting three point shots, but again they start sharing the basketball like they were, and they do it in spurts, right? When 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 the second team comes on, it seems to work uh, more than again when the starters are out there. But if they can put that together for forty eight minutes, we're going to see the Pelican team we saw in the past because they are very talented. Yeah, they are. And, you know, in the backcourt, you know, C.J. McCollum, uh, as great as he was last year down the stretch, you know, he's still learning to play point guard primarily. He's been mostly an off guard his, his whole career. You know, there, were, there have been a lot of games where they've tried to give Devontae Graham minutes down the stretch when they probably should have given them the Jose Alvarado because he was playing better. They did that on Saturday. Alvarado triggered the victory uh against the Rockets in the fourth quarter. And so I think they're still just, just figuring out roles and combinations. And, you know, presumably this season's going to end sometime in May. So, so they have a lot of time to figure it out. No doubt about it. Les, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for joining us. One more time, tell the folks about how folks can uh, find your writing and how they can get your book. Thanks, Eric. Uh, yeah, Donkeys, Elephants, and Giraffes at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com. Uh, Pelicans, Saints, plenty of other stuff at uh, CrescentCitySports.com and lots of LSU stuff at SaturdayDownSouth.com. 
Appreciate your thoughts as always, my friend. Thanks so much. And if I don't speak to you, have a happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, Eric. You too. There he goes. Uh, Lessies, again, CrestedCitySports.com, award-winning journalist and, of course, accomplished author. All right, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. You come home tonight, heater's not working. You're going to need it, right? I mean, it's a little chilly outside. My friends at Burkhardt can be at your home, again, with, again, uh, after-hour service with a Burkhardt uh, employee answering the phone. It's dispatching a Burkhardt truck out to your home to take care of your, your, uh, your heating system. So, again, if you're looking for help, Burkhardt's got it for you. AC heating, generator, APCO home air treatment system, electrical needs. They are your one-stop shop and, of course, a company you can trust. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call for they come to your home or business. Authorized bill of service, all brands. Authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry. Go with the company I've trusted for decades. It's Burkhardt. ACpromise.com. That's ACpromise.com. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Oppenheim. Southern Tire, family owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. Whether it is your personal vehicle or a fleet account, at Southern Tire, we treat your vehicle like our own. At Southern Tire, we have all the latest diagnostic equipment and ASE certified technicians the dealerships have without the dealership prices. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Delahousie, the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication and the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? Friend? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry right, mouth, ringing finished? in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe. Cause me an I 10 in Metairie. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Mead Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMeadInsAgency.com. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Suburban Roofing and Siding, 861 Roof, locally owned and operated, fully licensed and insured, has been re-roofing South Louisiana for over a decade. Suburban Roofing is one of only 6% of roofing contractors nationwide, certified by shingle manufacturers. My good friend Marty Scoggins is honest and reliable and stands behind all of Suburban Roofing's quality workmanship. Suburban Roofing skilled crews are experts in all types of roofs. Trust a Louisiana company with local referrals, not a storm chaser with your re-roofing needs. Don't sign that contract till you call Suburban Roofing and Siding at 861 Roof. That's 861 76 
1-800-242-5263. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock each and every weekday, 4 to 6, right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. I want to thank Matty Hudak for joining us on the program. Also, Les East of CrestedSports.com, as well as Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com. Our podcast will be up about 20 minutes after the program ends, so you can catch any of the interviews you missed. Uh, and also want to, want to let everybody know again, uh, thank you so much for, for tuning into our program uh, each and every day. Uh, again, whether you're checking us out on the podcast or over the airways here at 106.1 FM or on one of our digital platforms, we appreciate it very much. Also, again, thanks again to our sponsors who sponsor our program. Go to ericasher.com for a slideshow of the sponsors that sponsor our show. And uh, we appreciate each and every one of those sponsors. And look, sponsors have been with us for, for, for most of them for, for 20 years. Or, you know, the rest of them maybe over a decade. There's a reason why. And the reason why is you, uh, because you go out and you support those sponsors, and we appreciate it very much. Uh, again, it's what keeps this thing rolling. Thank you so much again for uh, supporting our sponsors. I want to thank Rudy back at studio producing the program. And um, coming up next is All Access with Jude Young. Uh, it's a great program. I mean, as soon as I, soon as I get off the air, I flip the radio on just to, just to hear him. Just an encyclopedia of knowledge when it comes uh, to sports. And, of course, always good to be able to hear his take on whatever's happening in the sports world. You get him each and every Tuesday right here on 106.1, part of the Owl Access family uh, with Ken Trahan. Uh, looking forward to, uh, to again, uh, tonight's game against uh, Memphis. It's a big one for the Pels. Uh, Zion will not be there with a right foot contusion. So, again, we'll see, again, how this team plays. Hopefully, again, they'll start to string together some wins here. But getting back to playing Pelicans basketball, you know, again, we've talked about it all, all day long, you know, the, on the defensive end. Uh, the, the, the gang rebounding, sharing the basketball, uh, doing the little things that, again, that, that turned this season around last year and turned them into a team that ended up in the playoffs. Hopefully, again, we'll start to see more of that. Look, like I said, bottle the Brooklyn victory. That should be the template going forward for Pelicans basketball. Hopefully, we'll see that tonight. It's been a blast, New Orleans. Thanks so much for tuning in. Certainly appreciate you checking out the program. Uh, as always, don't forget, uh, we're going to have uh, Chris, Christopher Dotson and also Ricardo LeCompe on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. Looking forward to that on Thursday. And as always, we appreciate you guys tuning in. My name is Eric Asher. Have a wonderful evening. We'll see you tomorrow, straight up 4 o'clock for another edition of Inside New Orleans. Until then, from the doll kit to the governor, that includes the mayor. They all got to go. Already cost us half our shoes. Oh, nice way.